What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. I am joined today by an incredible coach who I've had the pleasure of connecting with multiple times before. Pavel Masek, Master SFG Instructor from Czechoslovakia, joins me on the podcast. Pavel is a brilliant coach who studied and mastered multiple areas of strength and performance. I've learned so much from him every time we connect. And today we dove into his training and achievement of Sinister, a specific grueling challenge combining kettlebell swings and get-ups. Pavel broke down his whole training process that he's done for multiple years to achieve this, including his mindset and routines he emphasized to achieve this. This is a true testament to committing to a process and repeating it until the goal is done. It is a truly an honor to connect with Pavel again, so we'll get right to it. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you on the inside. All right, and we're back. Mr. Masek, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm so excited to chat with you again. This is going to be great. Great to see you again, Michael. Looking forward to it. Thank you for your invitation. Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, we, we've connected a couple different times before. I know the last time on the last podcast, we dove into a bunch of different avenues. We talked about Second Wind, which was one of the coolest things uh, to go into. And now I know that recently um, you completed a freaking awesome challenge, which is something I've been working on for many years in the making as well as you just completed Sinister. So Congratulations, my friend. It looked like an absolutely awesome day for you. Thank you, sir. It, uh, it certainly was. Uh, I have to say that I'm, uh, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I said, I know it's, uh, as you mentioned before, I mean, this was something you were working on for, for quite a while. And it's a challenge, especially in the community that we're in, in Strong First, of it's, you know, it's one of those challenges that you know, could take a while to do because it is not easy. So when did you first start like attempting this challenge? When did you first start training for it? I can't actually remember when I got the idea to go to Sinister. Uh, I remember somewhere, probably in 2016, after the summer holiday, I was thinking, okay, what kind of program I'm going to do next? Uh, there was a lot of uh, traveling involved. So I thought, okay, let's do uh, Simple and Sinister, Pavel's program uh, from his uh, awesome book. We currently have a second edition. Uh, of that book, so I thought, okay, let's let's do just a couple of weeks, uh, uh, possibly a couple of months of simple and sinister to build up good foundation, and then probably switch to a barbell training, uh, possibly bow to the people, deadlifts and bench presses that I wanted to work on or something else. And I started uh, quite light, uh, my uh, snatch size uh, kettlebell is 24, so uh, I started with uh, 24, 28 kilo, just really light and uh, got to simple uh, pretty soon obviously it wasn't it wasn't that uh, difficult uh, to uh, get to the simple and uh, it uh, all went uh, nice and smooth uh, i could uh, train uh, my uh, combat arts uh, apart from strength training i'm also uh, teaching uh, traditional chinese martial arts mm -hmm. uh, reality based defense and uh, mma classes right so my original background are uh, combat arts and uh, it worked really good with my combat, uh, combat arts training i uh, i was uh, the recovery was great i was sleeping well and uh, my uh, strength uh, was improving as well as uh, conditioning. So I got to 32 pretty, uh, pretty soon. And then I thought, hmm, uh, actually, if it works uh, so good, uh, it suits my lifestyle as well. Uh, of course, as a, a strong first uh, master certified instructor, I'm traveling frequently, uh, teaching certifications, uh, teaching uh, events uh, during the weekend. And uh, I could just 
you know, come back uh, after the traveling, uh, have uh, maybe uh, two or three easier sessions, and I was right there uh, where I was uh, before. So everything was working nice and smooth. So I thought, mm, okay, how about I continue for a little bit uh, more time? And uh, here, here we are uh, at, uh, at uh, Sinista. At the, 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 the road wasn't nice and smooth. Uh, there were multiple, multiple, uh, how to say, obstacles that I had mm -hmm. to overcome, uh, which is probably something that makes uh, my story interesting uh, for your for your listeners. Uh, I got uh, in, I got uh, injured, uh, mm -hmm. uh, not anything uh, related, but uh, I hurt my elbow, so I had big bump on my elbow, and uh, I had mm -hmm. to stop doing uh, uh, get-ups uh, for some time. Uh, I oh, yeah. uh, tore my MCL due to this stupidity. Uh, we had uh, various family issues. Uh, of course, COVID, uh, uh, COVID hit, uh, and uh, these were very difficult times. Uh, my mm -hmm. mom passed away. So lots and lots of stuff uh, going on uh, in uh, my professional life and in my mm -hmm. personal life, but I just persisted. And uh, uh, and did it. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it is. It's always interesting. I've talked to the people who have done Sinister, and it's it's never just a nice linear, just follow the yellow brick road, you know, straight progression for it. Because it is a it's a challenging test. I mean, if, if anybody doesn't know, it's you know, for Sinister for men, it's the forty eight kilogram bell. You have to do ten one arm swings every thirty seconds for five minutes. You get one minute rest. And then you're going on the minute get-ups with that same bell, that 48. So you're doing those get-ups with uh, some pretty, some pretty already well-worked glutes and hamstrings to get that leg drive in there. So, yeah, after, yeah, so after you after you completed uh, simple, and you said it was pretty simple, mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, pretty simple to finish that. Were you following a specific plan? Like, did you go right to a 36 or 40 and just kind of keep building the progression from there? Mm -hmm. I went to 40 kilo uh, pretty smoothly. I have an article uh, on Swankfer's uh, website, on Swankfer's blog, which is called uh, Solid uh, from uh, Simple and Sinister. I can't remember the right uh, title. Solid uh, from Simple to Sinister, something like that. So uh, I got uh, to 40 uh, pretty smoothly and I did a time test uh, and uh, still recovery great. Uh, I was training uh, almost uh, daily, uh, I would say at least four times a week. So everything went uh, nice and smooth. And uh, 40, I, I thought, hell, I'm just in between, oh, solid, in between simple and sinister. This is the title, solid in between simple and sinister. Mm -hmm. We are discussing with a couple of my colleagues uh, and to one of the strong first event, uh, I thought, okay, simple, sinister, it all starts with uh, S, like strong first, right? Mm -hmm. So how should we call the intermediate goal uh, in between uh, simple and sinister? Strong, and uh, I believe it was Fabio or, uh, or Brett or some of my colleagues, he said, you know, 40, it's not strong, but it's pretty solid. So I thought, okay, solid, let's go. There it is. Let's it uh, solid. So I did it, uh, I did the solid, I did it with 40 kilo and I thought, hell, it is just in between simple and sinister and it went uh, pretty, it went pretty smooth. So uh, how about uh, I continue, right? So that's uh, what I did, but of course uh, I hit a certain uh, obstacle. It wasn't that, uh, uh, that uh, nice and smooth uh, as uh, before. Yeah. So. Uh, 
I had to adjust uh, my program a little bit. I had to uh, adjust the training frequency. And actually, I wrote a program that uh, brought me very smoothly uh, from uh, from solid from 40 kilo to 48 kilo. Okay. Yeah, I remember when I was training it for for Sinister in the last block. I was I was able to hit solid relatively quickly. Like that was it was a challenge and it was definitely a test that I was going to, but it's still like that jump from the 40 to the 48. Like the 32 to the 40 jump is is a jump, but it's not that 40 to 48. That is a brutal killer from there. So how did your training change after you did solid and what were you doing to to really work and get up to the 48? Uh, I had to cut the training uh, frequency uh, and uh, also also I was thinking, okay, uh, simple and sinister uh, follows a so-called uh, step progression. So very, uh, very straightforward way. You always adding a uh, heavier weight, uh, maybe uh, every two weeks, every three weeks, uh, every four weeks. So you solidify your gains and yet then you add a little bit more. And uh, it worked uh, uh, pretty good, but uh, for uh, uh, the listeners, the important uh, things to know is that I'm a lightweight. So uh, I completed uh, the sinister at the body weight uh, 68.7 kilos, uh, I believe. Uh, I went uh, right after the challenge. I went uh, uh, to my other gym, took out the scale uh, because I wanted to know uh, uh, my body weight, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of the most impressive things that I saw. I was like, this is under 150 pounds. So you're, you're going over, you know, two thirds body weight with all swings plus the getups afterwards. That's just mm-hmm. relative strength on that. That was, that's just an absolutely crazy feat. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, uh, how about you, some of our core principles to make the simple program a little more, uh, refined, uh, to, use some other principles that we commonly use as strong first. Uh, so one of them is uh, volume uh, variability and uh, intensity variability. So that's what I exactly did. And I wrote a program from solid to sinister, which uh, I'll publish at our strong first website. Uh, mm-hmm. All of my students, all of my friends who use the program, they went really smoothly from 40 kilo uh, to 48 kilo uh, without any, any uh, speed bumps. So very smoothly. In a nutshell, you are always using uh, two pairs of uh, kettlebell in the training. So uh, you, your main, let's say, if you get uh, to uh, 40 kilo and you can do uh, quite comfortably 100 swings uh, with uh, 40 kilo, and uh, 10 get up, so uh, with 40 kilo, uh, your main training weight will be 32 and 40. So that's one pair. Mm-hmm. The other one, uh, actually you, you start even lighter. So uh, it will be 28 and 36. That's one okay. pair, it's always eight kilo apart. Uh, mm-hmm. Another first principle, principle called uh, Delta 20. So there should be uh, uh, at least 20% uh, difference. Mm-hmm. So 28 and 36. Then the second pair is 32 and 40. And the third pair is 36 and 44. So remember the gentlemen, and uh, of course we, I, have, I have the program as well as uh, for ladies. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the gentleman already finished uh, all the swings and the get-ups with 40. So that, now the next challenge is uh, uh, 44, the next weight. 
right? Uh, but uh, I have made three different pairs of weights, so 28, 32, 80, uh, uh, 28, 28, 36, 32, mm -hmm. 40, and then 36 and 44. Uh, gotcha. And every, uh, every single day I was using uh, different weights and also different uh, uh, repetitions. So some days it was, let's say, 60 swings, the other day uh, 80 swings, uh, other day uh, 100 swings total, and the other day 120 swings uh, total. The volume and the pair and the intensity uh, was always uh, decided by a dice roll. So it was jumping okay. up and down quite mm -hmm. a lot, but in the long term, uh, uh, I was uh, I was progressing very smoothly. Uh, again, the recovery was great, so mm -hmm. I got uh, to forty eight uh, pretty smoothly. Oh wow! Okay, so you're using the dice roll really like that organized mm -hmm. variability of getting mm -hmm. in. So, so the mm -hmm. the, ju the different jumps of the bells was that more to just make sure that you were always was it just the waving load or was it just to make sure that you were always maintaining that good power like through the swings like what was the big reason uh, both, both waving waving the load uh, having uh having light days medium days uh, heavy days uh, having less reps uh, having more reps so uh, the variability of uh, intensity and the vari variability of volume uh that's basically that was the uh, uh, secret of the success of the program because every day was different. I couldn't repeat the uh, the program. Uh, you don't you don't repeat uh, the same weight uh, uh, next session or the same mm -hmm. uh, uh, same uh, volume as well. So the intensity, the pairs of the bells used were always different every day, every training day, uh, and the uh, same goes uh, for uh, intensity. So mm -hmm. same principle was used for the get-ups, uh, but uh, they were different rep ranges, either six total get-ups or eight or 10 or 12. So right. way less, little bit less, just like uh, what's uh, the standard and simple and sinister or a little bit more. Right. So you mentioned some of the obstacles that you uh, went through. I mean, obviously, you know, the world of the last couple of years has been a bit chaotic and you've, you know, with your teaching, all the work that you have to do personally, but then you also mentioned the things with the elbow as well. When you were making that jump and really getting up to the 48, was there, was it more of a conditioning challenge for you or was it more just maintaining the strength through that was a bigger obstacle? Was there one that was a little bit more challenging to get to that level where you were ready to achieve the test? I'll, I'll first uh, deal with the injury and then I'll ask uh, the other question. Uh, it was it was one hell of a month uh, because I injured my elbow, a roll on a hard floor and uh, they had to take uh, the fluid with the syringe like eight times something. So anytime I just leave, there was no pain, a range of motion was perfect. So uh, basically kind of annoying injury, right? Uh, I, could, I could move my elbow, but anytime I just leave, Maybe just on the table, then it uh, get uh, the, the the fluid got uh, in the elbow again, mm -hmm. and uh, they had to take the take it out like eight times probably. And I thought, okay, I won't do any any get ups, uh, swings. Yeah, I can still do the swings, but how about uh, do some uh, some pistols or something, right? Okay. And uh, I tore I tore my MCL because uh, in the bottom position of uh, of the pistol, I, I was. Uh, uh, doing some stupid prying and moving and whatnot, and I tore my MCL. 
but it was, let's say, like medium tear, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I got it healed, uh, rested, uh, that's a better word, rested for about a week or something. And then I thought, okay, maybe no pistols, maybe not squats, but I'll do jerks, right? Uh, double kettlebell jerks. I grabbed uh, like double uh, 28s or double 32s or something, uh, clean, dipsick. Oh, and then I tore my MCL for real. And oh. I couldn't stand on one leg. Uh, and uh, it took some time, the rehab. Uh, I was borderline surgery, uh, but I thought, okay, let's. Uh, Let's uh, try some strong first resilient drills. So I started basically just from uh, flexion extension when sitting, then uh, standing, then standing on one leg, lifting one leg, uh, proceeded through uh, single leg deadlifts, uh, to, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to, to, to do deadlifts, then to single leg deadlifts, then weighted variations of these legs, assisted squats, hex uh, uh, squats, uh, and uh, loaded uh, uh, head squats, and that's how, how I uh, did my uh, knee rehab. But uh, in the same month, I had a tooth uh, inflammation and I got poisoned twice with the food. I'm not kidding. It was oh one, <laughs> it was like from a movie. So Someone's out to get you, really. Engine, torn MCL, tooth inflammation, severe tooth inflammation, and food poisoning twice. So I said, what the hell? Uh, okay, uh, mm -hmm. I couldn't do the uh, get up so for some time. So I thought, okay, I can do, let's say swings and bent presses, mm -hmm. but uh, Pavel's original uh, Russian kettlebell uh, challenge book uh, featured a uh, program minimum with, with uh, kettlebell snatch mm -hmm. and kettlebell bent press. So I thought, hmm, okay, uh, how about switch uh, to swing uh, to snatches and bend presses for some time, and uh, then I'll come back uh, to uh, to simple and sinister. And mm -hmm. that's actually what I did. So I trained uh, snatches and bed presses, and again uh, use it use the injury as the opportunity to improve my skills and my strength uh, in the snatch and in the bend press. I was uh, snatching very comfortably 36, uh, 32, 36. Uh, I was doing very comfortable bend presses uh, with uh, 40, 44 kilo. And uh, when uh, picking for the program, I did uh, left and right bend press with uh, 48. And uh, on my right side, I did bend press with uh, 56 kilo. All that wow. at that time, body weight about 66, 67 kilo, something like that. Wow. You know, it is always interesting with knee injuries with kettlebell work because it is one of the best modalities if you do have an injury to a ligament because it doesn't put a lot of strain on your joints. You know, we're not putting a lot of pounding on it. So it is, I've worked with quite a few people who have had knee injuries before who can still do hinge patterns, get into some light swings or even like a snatch, you know, type work. So it is always interesting, like going through challenges like this of trying to achieve something. These things just Inevitably, inevitably happen. And, you know, it could be a very, very why me type time, all this stuff happened to you in one month, but it's like, all right, what's the workaround that we can do and you can still build. Exactly. I, was, uh, I just came from my MMA class and one lady, she got a, she got a back injury when she was a kid, big scar, shattered bone, and it started to hurt again. So she couldn't train today. And I told her, don't worry, that's a huge opportunity to improve your kicks, right? So no, no boxing for some time, no grappling mm -hmm. for some time, but 
man, you will develop a, a low kicks from hell. Uh, and uh, I told my class uh, two examples. One of them is a Czech MMA fighter, uh, Viktor Pešta. Uh, he was uh, in UFC as well. Uh, and uh, on Wednesday, uh, in the sparring session, uh, they tore his uh, uh, ACL in some kind of heel hook or something. It was Wednesday, Thursday, surgery. On Monday, he came uh, on the crutches to the gym and he said, hey coach, what can I do? So we need hollow position on the floor, mm -hmm. heavy grippers, breathing uh, exercises and floor press with straight legs, right? Mm -hmm. So immediately his mindset is, okay, I want to be good. I, I will train uh, around the injury. You know, some of the sissies uh, today, they, they broke their nail and they uh, come to the gym for like uh, six months, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Another example, my, my good friend, uh, he's by the way, a famous Czech uh, rock singer, uh, Daniel Landa. And he also Muay Thai fighter, an awesome guy. Uh, he had a pretty bad accident about six months ago uh, on a motorbike. So shattered wrist, uh, surgery. Uh, and at that time, uh, he's uh, in his uh, early 50s. He was already doing one arm swings with 48 and uh, comfortable get ups with 40 kilo. And then, you know, zero, right? Mm -hmm. Again, after the surgery, he came to the gym. What can we do? He couldn't yes. lift even, you know, 12 kilo kettlebell off the ground. So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? We'll do naked get-ups just with the shoe on the face and we will skip the wrist position. We'll just go on the elbow, sweep in the elbow position and then all the way up, but just with the shoe. Actually, yeah. I was using a punching focus mate. So from 40 kilo to, to a shoe get-up, right? Yes. And then I, I led him to do searcher squats because... Uh, you know, get the elbows mm -hmm. under yep. and was still doing some kind of a, a squats like hinge movement. And guess what? Uh, today is uh, six months uh, after the injury and surgery. And uh, he's doing uh, swings and get ups with 40 kilo again. It's, it's such a beautiful sentiment there. That one around the injury. Yeah, it is. It's just, and that phrase that you use, Pavel, of what can I do? You know, it's like, it doesn't mean that what you've done before, if you can't do that, doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Like something, I remember it was, you know, a couple of years ago when, uh, when Brett was going through all of his stuff and building back up from his treatment and he was using a 20K, 24K bell and all his iron cardio. And now you see him doing his work and he's using 36K and 40K and it's taken a couple of years to get back to that realm, but there's always something you can do. And if you're gonna train for something like Sinister, then there's going to be times where it's just the load of it. You're going to have to wave that or bring it back or do something different because things are never going to go that way. And I know you've been in combat sports, you know, no fight ever happens the way that you think it's going to happen. Like what can you do in what position that you get in at that moment? So that sustained power uh, is, is, is very, very important. And the same goes for the mindset, right? If life uh, uh, gives you obstacles, then... You, you need to find a way around. Just yesterday I read uh, uh, on a Twitter, uh, I'm not going to quote it exactly, not to use any curse words, but it was something like, uh, if uh, life gives you lemons, you just take the lemons, squeeze them uh, in your eyes, and that's it, that's all you got, bring it up. <laughs> oh, I love it, it's great. It is, I mean, it, I think it's the I use it as the opportunity to improve my snatch, my band press, like a new band press PR. And actually my training program uh, is a foundation uh, of uh, upcoming uh, 
not only program but but book and possibly online course uh, as well with a secret code name uh, IPN. Uh, again, I put uh, I had a pretty extensive uh, test group, uh, uh, very strong cross instructors, and uh, it's very similar to simple and sinister, just two mm-hmm. main lists. Uh, similar but different type of programming because mm-hmm. uh, snatch is a different animal a bit uh, than the swing and bent, bent press of course uh, again a bit different uh, animal and they built greatly on the foundation of uh, swing and get up clean and press then mm-hmm. we have snatch and the bent press so uh, my injury and my uh, simple and sinister detour actually produced uh, a draft uh, of a book that I'm working on uh, for like two or maybe three years uh, mm-hmm. for for song first, which will feature minimalistic uh, uh, program uh, for the kettlebell snatch and kettlebell bend press. That's awesome. Yeah. And I want to ask you more about IPM. I think that's interesting because you mentioned, I can see the correlation of working snatches to keep your swing power in there, but I never thought as much of the bent press as being such a great carryover into training heavy getups in there. Did you see like working the bent press in that program? Were you able to really sustain all the strength that you would in your getup when you got back to sinister training? Mm-hmm. I would, I would say that, uh, same but different, both nature and the bent press, uh, especially the way that uh, uh, we teach uh, snatch now, thanks uh, to the research and awesome work of uh, Tim Almond. Uh, right. It is not a swing that ends uh, overhead, uh, but it's uh, more a clean that ends uh, overhead. But still, mm-hmm. it's a huge type of movement. It's still a low pull, right? So same but different. As for the bend press uh, and uh, get up, get up of course has the advantage of uh, developing your functional movement under heavy load. So there are more uh, positions and uh, more transitions. Uh, uh, some of the things that are usually uh, skipped in the get up, uh, I would say, is hip mobility. I would say it's not only just shoulder mobility, stability, D spine mobility, but also hip mobility. That's the reason why many ladies have uh, such an awesome uh, results with the get up. We have Jackie Vasquez uh, mm-hmm. uh, doing doing uh, get ups with uh, 40 kilo. It's impressive yeah. and. Of course, she just recently uh, made a Guinness uh, World uh, Record in consecutive uh, get up, right? Un- uh, unbelievable, so ladies, yeah. Unbelievable. So ladies move generally better uh, than the men. So I could, that's the reason why, for example, my friend uh, Daniel, that I mentioned before, was able to come back to heavy get ups pretty soon because he was keeping the movement pattern uh, of the of the get ups. So mm-hmm. if you move well and you move often, then you will move strong. But with that being said, of course, uh, uh, the bend press is a great uh, carryover, uh, probably because of the uh, midsection strength uh, that yeah. you will develop all the sides and uh, uh, obliques and generally the, the whole uh, midsection. This is my pet lift. This is my most favorite lift ever. When I saw Pavel's uh, Russian kettlebell challenge book, uh, just flipped to the book, uh, saw the bend press, read about the bend press, and I said, mm-hmm. man. I want to do this. I want to learn this. I have to, I have to uh, learn it. So my next goal is a bodyweight bed press. That's uh, something that I'll be working on uh, uh, when I come back uh, from my travel. 
Oh, that's awesome. I remember I talked last time I spoke with Sven, we were talking about that because he was in love with the Ben Press at the same time. And I've had such a love hate relationship with the Ben Press because when you really get that perfect position in a Ben Press and you get that midsection under, it is such a good feeling of it. Like it's just everything connects so well. But it's also if you train it too heavy or try and go too because it's one of those lifts that you can go heavier. But you don't like think like it's not like a press where it's like eventually you're going to, you know, lose that juice a lot. It's the bent press. It seems like you can, you know, you can lose your gas pretty quickly, not thinking so. So it's one of those I've had days where I hit the 48 and it was just like so easy. Then the next time I do it, it just like feels completely foreign again. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I just did this three days ago. Bent press is a Zen lift, So you have to be really mindful. That's why, why I really like it, because on some days, uh, like 48 feels like nothing on other days, 32 is too heavy. So mm -hmm. if, if you do it correctly, uh, sky is the limit. That's the cool thing uh, about the band press. You will eventually hit a wall, let's say in a strict military press. Uh, it's just physics, but in the band press, really the, the, the sky is the limit. The world record uh, by Arthur Saxon is uh, something around 160 kilo, right? So. <sighs> <laughs> I think we got a homework, a homework. <laughs> yeah, you can always get better at that. Yes. Yeah, so, so going um, back into uh, your sinister work, like, was there a was there like a peaking phase that you did? Was there a time when you're like, all right, now I can really make a, a push for this? And was it a period of time that you? I'll, I'll still take one step back because I got uh, pretty smoothly to forty eight. But uh, uh, I was tired. Uh, the recovery wasn't that great. Mm. I was still training uh, four times a week, uh, and the recovery wasn't wasn't uh, uh, great. I was tired. I was sore. I could still do it, right? But uh, I was sore. So on my way from uh, 40 to 48, uh, I have uh, uh, reduced the weight. Uh, I believe like two times. So uh, back mm. to let's say 36 and 44. And then I came back uh, uh, to 48. Also, I reduced my training frequency to three times a week. And then the recovery was uh, again, uh, uh, pretty, pretty good. And uh, uh, I, was, uh, I was improving. Uh, I was working on, uh, for, for some reason, the swings were easier for me. Uh, I remember I could swing the beast uh, one arm pretty comfortably uh, uh, in about a uh, couple of couple of months so that was uh, that was uh, pretty easy uh, of course the density then the shortening the rest periods uh, that's another issue I'll, I'll come uh, back to it but mm -hmm. for some reason they get up uh, uh, with 48 uh, uh, when I was lifting was pretty difficult for me I did my first get up with 48 by mistake I thought it's 44. <laughs> so I got it. I said, mm, "What the hell? It's a bit heavier than usually, but okay, I can do it." So I mm -hmm. did it on one side, and then I said, "Oh, this is really 48? Yeah, it's 48." I did the other side, and then I could do it. Uh, it was more, more, uh, uh, I would say, mind barrier than than a strength barrier. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid, I had a hip inflammation in my right hip, and then multiple injuries on my right ankle. So for some reason, on my uh, stronger side, my right side. Uh, it was more difficult to get up for some for some reason, mm -hmm. and uh, the 
kettlebell. What was the most? Weight. What was the most difficult part? Was it the? Was it the roll or was roll it just the, the roll to elbow? Roll to yeah, elbow. the roll to elbow. Once I can get uh, through that, I was able to do everything. So uh, again, the the body weight and the uh, kettlebell weight ratio was also an issue. So I have to really experiment. And uh, I think I figured out some pretty cool tricks that, uh, of course, I'll share in the uh, article uh, when and if uh, I finish it about my, my sinister journey. So I got 248 and uh, uh, I could do the timeless sinister every single day, every single day. And okay. it uh, wasn't difficult, uh, uh, which means no time limit. And I thought, mm, okay, I could start... Uh, peak for the test and uh, I did a peaking protocol. I adopted one of the snatch peaking uh, protocols, uh, which was uh, pretty demanding. Uh, I was able to do, if I remember correctly, like 44 one arm swings uh, nonstop with the beast, both left okay. and right. And uh, I was getting ready for the peaking uh, and uh, I would say I was pretty ready. And uh, so I did the test and I failed. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, it might be possibly it was already during the COVID times. And maybe I got some mild uh, COVID infection. I don't know, but I was, I was uh, huffing and puffing after the swings. And uh, after one minute rest, uh, I just wasn't ready for the get-ups and I was worried that uh, I would fail. And okay. uh, I was lying on the floor like for like 10, 15 minutes, uh, all the heartbeat and I was really out of breath. And uh, never happened before, even during the mm. peaking. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't my day. Maybe uh, I was COVID positive. I have no idea. Right. Okay. Uh, so you just, did so, you even uh, did you even attempt the, the get ups at that time or was it like no you just knew this wasn't even working? Roll over then roll and I said oh, no no I'm no, not gonna not do happening. it uh, I'll do injured and I also wasn't happy with my swing uh, performance later on when I checked on the video uh, then I thought no this is not the standard uh, that I want to keep so I uh, uh, took a bit rest and came back uh, to the drawing board and uh, started uh, started to practice again. I did uh, the timed swings in five minutes, probably 20, 30 times. Uh, okay. I did the 10 get-ups in 10 minutes. Uh, very, very often, uh, same thing, about 20. The, the difference was the one-minute rest in between. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? So I could do the swings. I could take a little bit more rest and I could do the get-ups. Right, mm -hmm. but with one minute and a little bit more, right, you finish your swings in about let's say 17 seconds, so you still got 13 seconds and one minute. Uh, I, uh, I, I wasn't confident that uh, I could do it, and I was afraid, of course, that I would uh, lose the bell. But mm -hmm. uh, if you hit a wall, and if you are coaching yourself, as uh, I believe uh, Dan John says, uh, if you are your you are your own coach. You have an idiot for a coach. <laughs> I, 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 think you, I think you might have stole that from the die. I think it's like if uh, if you're if a doctor treats himself, he has an idiot for a patient. Kind of same type of thing from there. So when you um, from the time you failed to then this time that you completed it, mm -hmm. how long of a span, a time span was that? Uh, I I have to check my notes. I can't mm -hmm. remember. 
but it okay. uh, it was some it was it was some time at least a couple of months. Yeah, I think it's such a a really good lesson that you uh, put there, Pavel, because so many people like you go after a test like this, and if you fail the first time just immediately get into our head like, oh, I'm just gonna try again next week. And you just keep trying to do the test, but you went back and it's like, all right, let's go back to the drawing board and really make this as enjoyable and comfortable as possible. You know, and I've talked mm -hmm. with people who are going into like a like their first SFG one of like, what are the things to do? It's like over-prepare as much as possible. You, you, you can just enjoy the process mm -hmm. of it. Like, so you don't have to go in there and freak out. It seems like you really kind of made the same approach that by the time you were ready to yep. do this again, it was as enjoyable and as possible. That's actually that's actually the thing uh, that uh, I was doing. I was just uh, uh, just lifting, right? Uh, I was uh, enjoying every single session, uh, doing my swings, uh, doing the get-ups, uh, training with a really uh, good uh, group of buddies. I believe uh, lifting is a team sport, so it's always more fun, uh, you know, to train uh, with your buddies. And I was just enjoying my swings and my get-ups. Uh, occasionally, I was uh, having a harder session, but uh, I would say I fall in the trap of uh, too comfortable, right? Uh, and I was lazy uh, to do the peaking and uh, lazy to attempt the test. But uh, uh, as I said, uh, I asked uh, my great friends and great teachers for peaking protocol that we were discussing in an email communication. And uh, Brett uh, sent me very simple peaking protocol. And I thought, hell, uh, spring is coming again. I will start to travel again. Uh, just uh, this Sunday, uh, I'm, I'm leaving uh, on a trip to Africa. Then I'll tra uh, travel again, teaching for small first. So I thought, hmm, okay, let's let's do the semester before I start uh, to travel again. No excuses, mm -hmm. right? Used uh, I used a uh, Brett, uh, Brett's uh, uh, very simple peaking protocol, mm -hmm. and uh, it worked like a magic. I That's went awesome. very, very smoothly all the way uh, to the time semester. One mm -hmm. thing I forgot to mention, uh, in swings, I also did uh, uh, a bit overload uh, in the lifting session. So my last uh, uh, cycle, uh, before I did on the 248 again, I finished a one-hour swing with uh, 50, 56 kilo. That was, I was going to ask you if you used any heavier weights in the one arm swings just for that progressive yes. overload. Okay. Yes. 50, 56 kilo and the readers can find a video of me doing a sick uh, five swings uh, uh, with, uh, with my body weight. So one arm swing with 68 kilo. Yeah. Well, it's, I, re I remember, um, you know, years ago when, uh, when Chris, my former partner, when he did sinister and kind of went a similar route, he, he did it one day and, uh, failed the first time. I think he got a, maybe a get up or two in and then just had no leg drive and then kind of yeah. went back to the drawing board and did the same thing, started really working with the 56K bell and really getting comfortable swinging that one hand. So it makes that 48 lighter. And I think Brett coined that phrase. It's like, if the heaviest weight you use is for the test, then it's always going to be the heaviest weight that you use. So to get we comfortable are strong with first. We are strong first uh, for a reason. We are called strong first for a reason. Mm -hmm. So when in doubt, uh, get stronger. Exactly. There it is. So with the peaking, like when you attempted this test, was this a planned day that you were going to do it? Or was it a day where you're like, I just, I'm feeling really good today and I'm going to go for this? It was a plan, uh, planned day because uh, I was basically starting with uh, sets of five, uh, uh, sets of five every 30 seconds. 
and uh, the total number of reps was uh, uh, was uh, close to 100 reps somewhere around right uh, then one minute rest and i did the get ups uh, on a minute uh, and uh, it went really smoothly i increased the reps decreased the training time so when i was doing uh, uh, nine uh, nine reps uh, every 30 seconds then uh, i thought okay let's do the next session uh, i'm ready uh, that's uh, that's what i did actually i have uh, i have two more funny stories uh, first uh, first is that uh, i've done i've done a timeless sinister uh, when i tested uh, positive for covid i was supposed to travel uh, with my buddies you know to plant trees on a, on a deserted island and uh, i did my timeless sinister uh, went for the test did some easy clean cleans and presses uh, packing my stuff and then i got the message that i'm COVID positive oh my gosh. while while feeling uh, perfectly perfectly healthy perfectly so, fine. of course i had to stay at home for like uh, five days uh, locked in my apartment and i thought hmm, i don't feel like uh, ill so yeah. i went i went uh, in the morning uh, to the gym but nobody was there and i did my timeless sinister mm-hmm. and then next two days i did the same thing so i might be <laughs> one, one of the very few if, if not the only person who did uh, timeless sinister while being covid positive oh wow so that's one funny story the other one i actually did the nine reps on the minute and uh, i was supposed uh, to do it the uh, next uh, next uh, training session the time test uh, but because of traveling to africa i went to get uh, uh, some other shots for other diseases uh, uh, and uh, the doctor didn't recommend it a strenuous uh, physical uh, physical activity i felt pretty good but it was swollen mm-hmm. uh, right uh, some t- uh, some like cough i don't know what's what's what the disease disease mm-hmm. so i said okay you know what or better better wait and i did it next week Mm. It is. It's so interesting that you did timeless, like you said, like over 30 times of doing this. And I think it's such a great testament of more than I, I have done timeless more, more, way more than 30 times. Yeah. yeah. Even, even uh, with heavier, with, uh, with a heavier swings with this 66 kilograms. Yeah, you know, it just it's in a in a time where there's a million different six week and 12 week plans of doing all this stuff. I mean, this is a goal that's years in the making of doing this and practicing the same thing over and over again but then you see the results of what can happen where 150 pounds using 106k bell and doing one of the toughest challenges that you can do at this time it just shows that you keep repeating it over and over and get comfortable with that feeling then strength comes Uh, our teacher Pavel Tsatsoulin, he wrote in the end of the simple and sinister book repeat until strong so that's what yeah, just over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. And from just the the videos that I, I saw from you too, I mean, just super powerful swings of going in as well. When you were in that and you were doing the test, did you know, like right off the bat after swings, I'm like, okay, yeah, I got this. I'm feeling really good. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was challenging, of course, but, uh, you know, you know what, as, as you know, I'm a, I'm a student of stoic philosophy mm-hmm. and and uh, we have a, a certain method which is called uh, something like a, a disclaimer or uh, better say it's, it's like this you are working hard for something 
then you do it, but you accept that it will, it may end up, uh, uh, you know, like this or like that, right? Exactly. Reservation, that's the word, with mm. reservation, right? So I was, uh, uh, there was uh, no stress. Uh, I was just thinking, okay, let's uh, let's do it. And if I do it, cool. If I don't do it, okay, I'll do it uh, some, some other time. So I wasn't stressed. I uh, did the swings. It got, of course, uh, uh, challenging. I used the breathing methods that I learned from Pavel at Second Wind, which were, uh, I would say, one of the most important parts of my simple and sinister journey. I did the swings. It wasn't comfy, but uh, it wasn't that hard uh, either. So once I got uh, through the first get-ups, uh, I knew that uh, it's not that bad. Of course, uh, well, let's say around fourth get-up, uh, I started to get uh, tired and uh, my forearms got, got, got swollen and, uh, and uh, tight, uh, but uh, I just persisted, mm -hmm. shoot the video, uh, uploaded the video and uh, no expectations. So mm -hmm. if I get an email from Brett, uh, apology, it's not up to the standard, then no hard feelings. Uh, I would just uh, recover and then uh, and and go for it again. again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I already did it, I, I knew that uh, next time uh, I could do it better. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when, you know, when it's there and you just, you do it. That's such a, I mean, it's such a beautiful way to train with the no expectations of it. And, you know, I always, you know, said, it's like, it's a 16 minute test and you say, mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, whether I do this or not, 16 minutes is going to go by. So it's like, I'm just going to give my best possible effort. And if I do that, then there's no reservations. I didn't leave anything in the tank and you just put it out, you know, from there. Mm -hmm. And whatever comes from it comes from it. But it's like, these are, it's such interesting things to see these challenges because it's a, it's just something that like, it's a challenging based test, but if you just keep repeating it over and over again and you just build it, eventually you're going to break through those walls and, you know, something like this, you will come up with injuries. You'll come up with plateaus at the side where it feels like it's not progressing as much, but you just keep working at it. And eventually you push through that boundary again, and then you finish it and you're on to the next thing. So, so now it's you know snatching what? and bed pressing. You know what? I'm not competitive uh, type of person. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not motivated by, you know, like having a challenge and meeting the challenge or win a competition or something. Uh, when, when I got uh, promoted as a team leader, uh, I was happy. I was working hard and I thought, ah, you know what? You kind of deserve it. So I was happy. I have to admit when I got promoted to a senior, then I thought, uh, um, you didn't deserve it. It was too early. Uh, you are still uh, the new kid on the block. And same thing when I was uh, promoted uh, to the master. Mm -hmm. right? uh, I thought uh, that's, uh, that was too early. I was happy when I finished uh, sin uh, Sinister, I have to admit. Mm -hmm. But not like you know, celebrating in champagne. No. Internally, I was happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I met my goal. It wasn't you know, completing Sinister. But... Uh, Pavel wrong. Repeat until strong, and that's what I did. I was uh, when I was a kid. I was small, asthmatic kid with uh, you know good grades in in uh, I mean languages and history and stuff, uh, but uh, F in uh, physical education. Mm -hmm. So I was, wow, I was a sick and frail kid, and mm -hmm. I thought, hell no, I don't want to stay like that. Uh, I want to be like my heroes, like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan and the guys mm -hmm. from the Kung Fu movies. So I started to train martial art and it was my first turning point. 
Then second was meeting uh, Pavel's teaching, strong first and mm -hmm. strong first uh, methodology and strong first system. So uh, I am 100% a product uh, of the system from a small, frail uh, kid, lightweight guy, mm -hmm. non-athletic, uh, uh, non-athletic uh, person, uh, then all the way to sinister. So mm -hmm. this is something uh, that I'm always telling my students. If somebody is gifted, gifted has all the genes, and uh, uh, to to be good at a certain activity, uh, then of course with uh, training he will reach uh, the goal. But uh, whenever there is a method that will get uh, way below average guy. Uh, way above average that I'm listening. Martial arts, strength training, or anything else, and strong first delivers 100%. So anybody, anybody can get so much stronger. Uh, it doesn't matter if it is a young kid, if it is a lady, if it is a senior guy, uh, previous injuries, whatever. Anybody can get so much, uh, so much better with very simple program while maintaining and improving uh, his or her health, long-term progress uh, uh, until very, very old age. So I truly believe that we got, we got uh, something, uh, something uh, special uh, at Strong First. It really is. It's such a, a powerful thing because it, it shows that, you know, strength is not exclusive to the certain people that have just been built certain ways. And it's great. I've met some of the some of my great friends who are monsters, like you see them and they are just so genetically strong and gifted on it and they still work hard for it. But when you see the people that are the lightweights or didn't grow up in that or not the athletic people growing up and realizing that you can build a skill of strength and seeing something accomplished like a sinister challenge, there's no subjectivity to it. It's not somebody said, oh, you are worthy or deserving of this. As you said, it's like, you know, like, no, I completed this and it's an objective thing. Like you have to put in the work. Like the only way in order to achieve something like this is to put in the work just day in and day out. And that's why I think the, the physical side of strength, and I talk a lot in this podcast about the mental side and the spiritual side of strength. And I think those are so powerful. But when you have those physical attributes and you put that to the test, like, and you see it in your face of like, yeah, my, the fruits of my labor right here, I just completed this. It's just an absolutely awesome thing. And I know you've been working on this so long. So to see that you completed this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was just so pumped for you just to see this. And uh, it's just awesome to hear your journey about it. You can see, just keep working on the skills and just repeat until strong and, and amazing things are going to happen. Uh, and uh, we have, uh, we have, uh, how to say, uh, like uh, evidence uh, of my journey because I run a blog uh, on a Strong First uh, forum, mm -hmm. uh, training log, which is called Repeat Until Strong. So it's all there. It's all there. Oh, perfect. So if readers are interested uh, to go through 100 pages and, uh, and uh, possibly thousands of uh, posts, uh, uh, I believe uh, it is uh, the most visited uh, training log at Strong First. Uh, I believe it has over 300,000 reads uh, right now. Wow. So all my journey is there. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. It's so great that you do that. It's like, I know you, Brad, you guys are so good at putting all of the work that you're doing in there and just showing you know that. You know why? Because you got to uh, practice because, what you preach. Because that, yeah, because then I have to do it. I have <laughs> a trick. If I, want to get, if I want to get good at something, 
which I know that I need to work on. I first uh, do my research, I learn it all properly, and then uh, I post it in my training log on the social media. Hey guys, this is what uh, I'll be doing. And then I have to do it, right? There's no excuses. Uh, for example, this month, I thought, uh, I thought mm, my deep squat needs uh, some work. Uh, my, my right ankle is tight, my hips are tight. So uh, how about uh, you know, to improve uh, the squat? So uh, I announced a 30-30 mm -hmm. uh, uh, squat uh, challenge uh, promoted by Ido Portal every day, 30 mm -hmm. minutes total. Uh, uh, for 30 days in the deep squat, and that's what I'm doing, right? So okay. same thing with my. So, you, with so my you're holding you're holding a deep squat position for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. You can divide it in as many sessions as you like, but uh, total, whenever you are waiting on a bus, you just sit down, start the clock, and you have to have uh, 30 30 minutes total per day uh, uh, in 30 days, oh. right? Oh. Same I thing goes with the cold exposure. Uh, same thing goes yeah. to the fasting. So I write article about it. I post an article. Uh, I say that I'll do it, and then I have to do it, right? So this I is love a, it. this is how to keep myself uh, accountable. Oh, I think I have to jump in on your challenge there. I'll put it out there right now. I'm going to be a part of the accountability on here. Check so. out, check out, uh, check out my Instagram uh, for the. Mm -hmm. The rules. I already have a couple of posts, and people are tagging the uh, squat challenge. So I'm reposting uh, the guys who uh, joined uh, the challenge, and we'll see in 30 days. Oh, it's awesome! So, Pavel, it's it's been so great reconnecting with you. I'm so pumped for you. It's been awesome talking sinister with you, and I know every time I get a chance to speak with you, I learn so much because you're such a student of the game, and you're just working on this every day. So I really appreciate everything that you're doing, and. Really excited to, to connect again. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Uh, I would, uh, I would uh, add uh, one thing uh, for the listeners. Uh, check out Pavel's book, uh, Simple and Sinister, the mm -hmm. second edition. Uh, check out uh, strongfirst.com and the mm -hmm. info about Sinister. There is a huge list of uh, ladies and gentlemen who have completed the challenge. So all of them, they have been working hard. They have accomplished uh, 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 something really worthy. And in our opinion, anybody who lifts, any, anybody who trains, anybody who is interested in health and strength, uh, should do the Simple and Sinister program and need at least the Timeless Simple. Mm -hmm. If you have the Timeless Simple, then you have such a great foundation for yes. anything else that you want to do. Your martial arts training, your, uh, you know, riding a bicycle, uh, soccer game, uh, golf, uh, you name it. It's an excellent uh, uh, foundational program and then mm -hmm. you will be ready for anything. One of my other friends, he's a writer. And movie director, he just started recently, and uh, he's doing his get-ups and swings with uh, 24 right now. Mm -hmm. So basically, just the snatch size way. And he said, "Man, I'm so impressed." Uh, he's uh, riding a bicycle with his wife uh, quite often, and he said, "There is a steep hill, and yeah. I can just you know, boom, blitz, blitz up." And yeah, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. so impressed uh, about the transfer, right? And if you mm -hmm. look at it, like swings can get up. How the hell uh, is there any transfer to, to, to you know, riding a bicycle, uh, yeah. steep hill? But uh, that's what we call the water hill effect. Mm -hmm. So uh, for your listeners, uh, your swings and get ups, your prying goblet squats and your striking will get better. Your running, your, your 
whatever game you play. It's uh, yeah. such a great thing. So we have to thank to Pavel uh, mm -hmm. for putting uh, this together. 100%. I totally concur. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's set up in a system too that virtually anybody with the right time and just the work of it can uh, complete simple and really get that down and work there. You want to go to Sinister, it's going to be another journey of getting there. But to get to simple and, and you don't have to, it's not, it's not for everybody, right? Yeah. It's just for, for, for crazy guys like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, time, uh, timeless, uh, simple, anybody. Exactly. Everybody, and uh, uh, you will be a different person when you when you do the timeless uh, mm -hmm. simple. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, Pavel, thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited to see all the progress that you're making with the new program, with the snatch and the bent press. I'm sure we'll connect again really soon, and we'll keep jamming on this. But thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. My cats uh, say hello, and uh, hopefully. <laughs> Awesome. Listeners, thank you so much. If you want to check out more of Pavel's work, you know where to do so. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you like the show, please give it a five-star review. Give it a thumbs up, all that good stuff. And if you want to get the inside scoop on all new episodes coming up, behind-the-scenes insights, and free training resources, then you can join the Strength Connection private Facebook group now. Just go to Facebook groups, type in the Strength Connection, and join in. Also, don't forget to subscribe. See you soon.